0: On this episode, I sit down with Professor Jorge Leal. We discuss the importance of education, his upbringing, and the Latinx experience.
1: I'm Jorge Leal. Um, I'm currently an assistant professor of history at the University of California, Riverside. My specialties are Mexican-American Latinx history, U.S. and Southern California history in the 20th century. Uh, But before that, I was... um, uh, music producer, uh, music and sinister. I mean, I, I grew up around a lot of um, rock in Espanol, rock Angelino in the 90s and 2000s. So I did a ton of shows, I wrote for magazines and fanzines. And then um, I found myself always you know, like, as, uh, as I went to all these different concerts and venues and tocadas and gigs, I always wanted to know more about LA history. And that, that's, as, you know, as I went to all these, these communities and neighborhoods that I didn't know, but I figured they had a history. That's what eventually brought me to study the history of Los Angeles and, and the history of Latinx in, in Southern California, which I then discovered is such a, it's so, um, I mean, it's, it's so diverse, so long, and so it's still study. That's why I do what I do.
0: All right, first question. Um, with everything you've done, I first heard of you in the L.A. scene, Las Quince Letras, your musical contributions, uh, everything. Being where you are now, a professor with a PhD, if I'm correct, right? Just being at these conferences and things like that, um, do you feel like you've achieved the American
1: dream? Oh, that's a, uh, that's always a, a, it's always a very interesting question. I. I because I think that we immigrants in different generations, we redefine what it is to make it and to make it in the US or, and and so for me it's making it, yeah, you know, like the American dream is uh, being um, able to do what I do uh, um, in my own terms and to be able to uplift, collaborate and, Help communities that are normally not understood as american fully american so if that's i if that if for me that's uh the it's kind of throwing you yeah, like turning the dream on its head right like to make it that as inclusive as it can be even if sometimes many times uh, we're not seen as you know fully part of this country
0: it's interesting because you're you're a product of you know the of the la la culture la scene and i am pretty sure you had your hurdles and things of that nature you know and like i said you never shied away from you know the term immigrant and saying hey i'm here this is what i went through this is my struggle but like what made you like reach the level of education that you did and what kept you motivated because i am i can tell you from my experience like there's days when i'm like oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to make it through. But, like, you have a Ph.D. Like, <laughs> how, did, why, how did you get there and why did you reach it? Why, like, why did you decide on that path?
1: Ah, good question. Uh, I think that uh, education, one, I mean, uh, so it, it, there's two things. So in education, right, uh, it helps us understand the world better and it helps us understand ourselves better. And being able to do that allows you then to understand your possibilities, even though sometimes you don't see them even before that, right? Um, and also your limitations, but uh, it, that's the one thing about education, uh, that it allows you to understand what's possible, even when you think that there might things that uh, before, I mean, uh, if we don't have access to That kind of education in terms of it 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 allows us to become inspired by people that were before us and what can be possible that otherwise we're just like, nah, we're just going to do this one thing, right? And allows us to think of different careers, different things to study, to learn. So there's a bigger part. And then the other part, which is the... um, Yeah, like the material, like it allows us to get better jobs, right? It allows us to get uh, upward mobility and uh, stability for ourselves and our families. And so that's why, for me, it was important, right? And also for the PhD, yes, it's persistence. I mean, I would say that, um, and this persistence at every educational level, community college, the four-year undergrad, um, a master's and a PhD, um, there's nothing magical or innate like you know like we were not born with this or not it's just like the persistence like understanding that there's a there's something that we can do that can not only help you know allows us to better ourselves but for me the phd allows me to help others i mean to teach others to collaborate with others uh i'm not the first one ever to have a phd in you know within the mexican latinx community and i'm i don't want to be the last one either so for me it's to be able to create, to help others along the way. So, and if that's meeting them, you know in their first class or in a workshop and then, or like training them as grad students that I get, now get to, I mean, for me, that that's that, uh, the I I get to now train other grad students to get, for them to get their PhDs. And so it's a, it was a long road. I mean, it was a long road. And and I think that there are other uh, professional paths we all can take, right? We can take that, you know, like Be real estate and sell a ton of houses and make good for ourselves, and that's cool, you know. But I, I think for me, being an educator allows me to to help many more people. And I don't want to say say like, oh yeah, I'm helping, just kind of like, but to collaborate, you know, like so it's more horizontal. So it's not like me doing all this. I mean, it's all each other helping us out. But you know, like for example, I'm I'm able to have this degree and to be able to be a professor. So from this vantage point. Um, collaborate with others so they can then be on this side and then do this in you know in the next uh, generation based on
0: your experience uh, do you feel you've broken any generational cycles and also like you know on the topic of just immigrating as a whole like what do you think your life would have been like if you didn't mm. immigrate you know what I mean um, that's very important
1: no that uh, yes definitely I I think I broke generational cycles in the sense that I, my parents don't have the education that I have. And also as a male, as a Latino male, uh, there's the pressure, right? Of uh, being successful at an early age to provide with, for your family, um, to have like that kind of like short-term success and st- financial stability. And I forgot that. I forgot that. I mean, I didn't have that um, as I was studying because, you know, like when you're a grad student and then, of course, when I was in music, I mean, like that was a feast and we call them feast and family cycles. So there were like really good times and then times that, you know, like there was nothing. So um, and then as a grad student, like, yeah, there was a lot of moments. I mean, like a lot, it doesn't pay well because you're like training, but it allowed me to break those uh, of success. The definition of success is not having a lot of money, but being able to have this educational cultural wealth that opens the possibilities for others. Um, and for myself too, right? For me, if, and for us to have a more grounded understanding of who we are as a, as a culture, as a as a group. Uh, and then the other, uh, and that, that, but that, so just to finish that thought, sorry that I'm kind of long winded on this, but this is really No really good question. No <laughs> I would say that uh, because of that, I put off being financially successful or secure. I mean, you know, like uh, uh, that's true. Like I, my dad would say, you know, like, oh, you don't have, you know, this fancy car. And I still don't have a fancy car. (laughs) You know, like uh, and because that would be a marker of like I made it. I have, you know, like a nice Beamer or whatever. Right. Uh, Materialism. But then I broke those. On that, you know, my family and I think my friends are very proud because I'm able to do what I do now. And uh and so that that I like I'm and I'm able to be a resource for my friends. Now they're children, you know, that are going to um to college, right? Uh, and so so that I'm not only just the source of like, hey, you know, like hit me up for 20 bucks or whatever, but uh, of um knowledge that they can also, you know, like um maneuver education or the professional setting and so I'm able to do that and I that's that's breaking those um generational like the definition of what a Latino male should be successful I think I was able to change it and also be able to get an education and I think just so I can answer your second question those are possibilities that I think likely would not have been possible um in Mexico I I admit to that I mean like that's and and, you know, because the, in here it wasn't, you know, super easy either, right? So, and so I do think, I mean, like I think, I think a, a lot of immigrants, we always think of what would it have been, what kind of life? And we even, I mean, in my case, I mean, there's a whole life that I have thought of, like it could have been in, in uh, so you do understand the possibilities and the limits. And also, you also know how precarious this could be, like in the sense that, I, as much as I feel like, yes, you know, I have reached some sort of stability and, and accomplishments that it can go away, I feel. And, but also that makes me also understand that we can start something new. Like I, let's hope that doesn't happen, but I feel, you know, <laughs> if I, this doesn't work out, I know that I'll, you know, I'll get a carrito and, you know, i sell some melotes and, you know, like from there I'll you know? Yeah. I think that that's the immigrant experience, a spirit that, you know, even though we have... N- very little. I mean, we know that we're very resourceful. And I think that that's something that if I had stayed in Mexico, like, you know, I wouldn't have thought of, you know, like, yeah, like oh, be so inventive and so resourceful. I
0: noticed that you mentioned in the documentary um, that you were in high school when all these, the prop was in in place. Um, During this whole time or just, you know, in your young experience, um, did you experience any culture shock from, you know, Obviously transitioning from one place to another, was there any culture shock?
1: a lot <laughs> every day and to this day uh, <laughs> as a first generation uh professor now and scholar right um there's still a lot of culture shock that um that we go to I mean like so yeah, I could speak about this all day um in high school, just starting off i mean the the schedule was different the the schedule was different. I and mean, in Mexico, you go to school from eight, seven to one, and in it here it's from eight to three. Uh, so just even the when I would eat, like when I yeah, like even my yeah, like my eating times and regime that changed a lot. And as I went through college, I mean, there were things that I didn't know that tra- the college traditions, right? So I didn't know what sororities and fraternities were, for example. Um, I didn't know what a dean was. I didn't know, I mean, like so many things. I mean, like, so also, for example, being on the dean's list, and this is me being a nerd, but you know, like the first (laughs) time I was placed on the dean's list, I thought I was in trouble. (laughs) Because you, you, you would, I mean, like we're so conditioned to if you're on a list, you're in trouble, right? Yeah,
0: um, yeah,
1: no wow. knowing what the, the, the dean list was, and I was placed on a dean list and I thought it wasn't, I was in trouble. I was like, What did I do? and they're like, No, it's a good thing. I was like, Oh
0: <laughs> my god, and see, I wanted to ask you this too, um, just to you know wrap it up. Okay, with everything you've accomplished, where you're at now. And what you've gone through, you know, you, I feel I look at you as an entrepreneur, you know, like you say, a scholar, um, and you're doing all these things. Do you still face discrimination?
1: Yes. Um, and I could, yeah, yes, uh, we still, f- I mean, I still feel, face discrimination or tokenism, even though obviously I'm a scholar and I'm a specialist on things. I mean, sometimes it's like, yeah, you do my immigration and that's the only thing you do. Or like uh, you only do Mexican, hist- American history and that's the only thing you do. But I think that what, so there's that. I mean, I still do. Or that's not real history because it happened 30 years ago. I mean, there's uh, people that think that history is not, is like this old, you know, like super old history, right? Yeah. But I think that unfortunately, like, for all of us you know um, latinos latinas people of color people that have been marginalized from society we always have that but we also have to work twice or three times as hard to have the recognition so now even when i get those instances of you know like a slide or like yeah you you you're doing this uh you also know how to respond and 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 so you have a lot more tools and a lot of uh ways of responding and showing like, no, this is why my work is valuable, why my community is valuable. And so I think that that's, again, what education gives you, right? That yes, those moments are always going to be there. And it's not about ignorance of others or like, you know, uh, races. I mean, there's races that are super well-informed in academia, right? But it's also how now we have the resources, tools, and the know-how to respond.
0: Thank you very much for your time and Your words, you're obviously an inspiration.